This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Ann Richardson is an intuitive success and mindset coach who creates products with incredible clarity that allow others to grow and prosper. She inspires confidence, leadership, and success, taking her clients on a magical and insightful journey of self-discovery and certainty. And she's also my mastermind buddy all the way from Sheffield, England. It's Ann Richardson. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Really fantastic to be here. Yeah, it's, you know, we talk every Wednesday as part of our mastermind. And I said, you know, you're you going to be on my show. And now here you are. So a delightful conversation, I know, because I know you so well. So one of the things you deal with people is mindset. And I see a lot of people who have a lot of potential and they're what I call getting in their own way. They're allowing their mindset to really stunt their growth, prevent them from being all that they can be. So let's talk a little bit about mindset. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's such a big topic. It's kind of, there are many, many types of mindset coach. And um, I think it must be really difficult being a, a client looking for a mindset coach because who do you go with? Um, and one of the things that I start off with is saying to people, if you couldn't fail, if, if there was absolute 100% certainty of doing anything in your life that you'd like to do or it's something you'd like to be or something you'd like to have, what would it be? And I said, you, you just think about that. If you couldn't fail, what would it be? And very often you get some very insightful answers. And that's where I start with everybody because I just think there's so much brilliance within people that is being kept sort of down and it is our mindset that's doing that you know we have a primeval response to protect ourselves to look after ourselves so to stop ourselves from kind of coming into any harm or looking silly or you know we just get too much in our heads so that the first goal really of any really good mindset coach is to find out what what is it what do you want you know what what's what's all about you basically um and that that journey can be massive sorry mark i I have this theory i'd like to ask you i think a lot of people don't dream a lot like i'm a dreamer i i want to dream when i'm going to do next month next year five years ten years i dream really big dreams i think dreams are good i talk to a lot of people i go what are some of your dreams well i hope i make it to the weekend no no i'm not talking about that i'm talking about (laughs) dreaming because dreaming doesn't cost any money do you think that people are not dreaming as much as they should be yeah I think it's been drummed into us you know that we should know our place um I think it it depends what age you are as well and I think there's a there are differences you know we were told to told to eat everything on our plates Mm -hmm. you know that there were children starving so if we didn't eat everything we were bad people you know, now we need to tell people to put less on their plates and eat less because, you know, then they'll be fitter and healthier and that'll make them feel better. And it's kind of like, well, what do you want me to do? And then we're told, you know, stay in your lane, you know, know your limits, um, don't step outside of that, follow these rules. And I don't think that it's it's anyone's fault that they don't understand how to tap into that deeper, more intuitive side of their mindset. I think it it literally is conditioning. And I think it's a very liberating process to go through with anybody saying, look, imagine that I take away all those limits. Imagine that we just 
pretend that you're starting over. There are no constraints. There's no one watching. No one's going to tell you that you can't do this. No one's going to say, you know, well, you don't know how to. Take away the hows and take away everything else. What would you really like to do? It's one thing that we can do when we're tiny kids. You know, when you're a tiny kid, you grow up and, you know, my son, for example, he wants to be a wrestler and he wants to uh, fly to the moon and he wants to be a deep sea diver. And And he has no, like, nothing inside him tells him that he can't be all three Mm -hmm. you know he wants to be all of those and I think we just get too good at saying yes well you know and it starts as well a lot at school you know where we start setting children saying well you're in this set you belong here and you but you're the good ones Mm -hmm. and you are not as good as they are and we start pigeonholing children and I it's something I feel really really strongly about Um, particularly as I've got a a child at that age as well now that's kind of coming up to being put into sets and things. And I just think, okay, that's fine. Um, Putting them in in streams that suit their ability so they can work well. But what about teaching them the power of, you know, mindset and that you can be anything that you want to be? Um, You've just got to find a way. And sometimes it's not a straight line. As you know, Mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, you mentioned you mentioned rules, and I want to mention this three names of people who didn't pay attention to rules: Richard Branson, Jeff yeah. Bezos, Steve Jobs, and Tony Robbins. They go, yeah. "I'm not going to apply those rules to my life." And yeah. look, you are instituting your own rules. Now there are laws that you can't speed, you can't shoot somebody. Okay, those are laws, but you know, they're going to Mars. They're, you know, we went to the moon. And can you imagine if Steve Jobs goes, well, I'm going to try to build this product. And you know, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't. He said, look, it, I'm going to build a product people are going to love. And I think the first step to mindset is you got to believe in the product and your service in yourself, because if you don't, why should anyone else in the world believe you? Because you don't believe yourself. I think your results show how much you believe in yourself. If you if you don't believe in what you're doing, if you don't believe 100% in what you're doing, you don't have that clear vision. This is why I talk to many, many clients about um, getting a really good visual um, reminder of where they're going and what they want. Because if you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you get there? Yeah. You know, there's nowhere. It, our mind is an amazing thing. It works like a navigation system. You know, um, I mean, you run and I run and we use Strava, which tracks you on GPS, you know, so you kind of, and that is that navigation system shows us where we're running. And you can also set a course on there that says, I want to run to here, and then it will tell you where to go. Well, the mind is the same. You know, it does exactly the same thing. But if you're giving it really dodgy information and not telling it where to go, well, it's not going to find the right answers. So, you know, people start with how and they should start with what. Mm. You know, it's what do you want? What do you want? And it doesn't have to be either or. Um, I listened to a, a thing this morning with Gary V talking about um, how he's so fed up of people saying you can either be an expert in handbags, but that makes collecting Pokemon cards bad. And he said it's not either or. Each thing is good in its own merits, mm-hmm. but choose what you want to do and go all in and make it happen. And this is the thing. I just think people put so many limitations on themselves. And 
they don't have to. You know, you just have to think if you couldn't fail, what would you do? And that question so often as we get further on in our lives, we just don't, we never revisit it. I think people are scared about how brilliant they could actually be. You must meet people. I meet people all the time, Mark. And I think, God, you're amazing. You're absolutely fantastic. And they don't see it in themselves at all. And I would love to spend an hour with them and just have a conversation. And I bet I could pull out three ideas of three amazing things they could do. Well, my story is very falls in line with what you just said. I, I lost my corporate job in July 2005, and I became an entrepreneur. Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know how to spell entrepreneur. And I tried this, that, and the other thing. And one day, a coach of mine said, well, why don't you talk about productivity? And I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? He saw something in me I didn't see in myself. Yeah that I was naturally productive. He says, man, you have got to share that gift with the world. And, and that's why it's so important to have coaches and mentors and, and take courses and stuff like that, because other people are going to see things in you that you can't see in yourself. Prime example, we're, we're mastermind buddies and you have pulled things out of me, my brilliance that I didn't see because I, Sometimes when you're in the forest, you can't see the trees, but you said, Mark, you have this brilliance in here. And so I encourage people, if you're around people who are not encouraging you, who are telling you to just settle, you need to get rid of those people, not kill them. I mean, just spend less time on this player here. (laughs) And you need to hang around people who are going to encourage you, who are going to cheer you on because uh, I love what the, the late Charlie Tremendous Jones says in five years. You're going to be the same person you are today, except for the books you read and the people you meet. So who are you meeting? Who are you hanging around? It really matters because if you're hanging around people who don't believe in themselves, you're not going to believe in yourself either because you're going to, you're going to pick up the same mentality. Absolutely. And I think another thing is that as you start to grow, and I've spoken to fellow coaches about this, as they start to blossom in what they do, and they grow, it's amazing how many people um, kind of fall by the wayside or decide that they don't like something about you or they become a little bit sarcastic or cynical about what you're doing and they question what you're doing. And I think that that just shows, it shows that you're growing. It shows that you're going in the right direction. When people start to pull away from you and when they start questioning you on your journey, you're making them consider their choices as well. And when you make other people consider their choices, they don't like it mm-hmm. because they don't want to be left behind. So that's quite often what I say to people is don't get into an argument with your friends about this. Just keep in your own lane, keep doing what you're doing, keep being a good person. You know, you don't have to fall out with people, but just be aware that that might happen. And people will either come with you or they won't. And uh, I'm not a big, I'm not a massive fan of chopping people out and cutting people out. I'm kind of, I'm very sympathetic to the fact that people have different um, name, different ways of kind of dealing with things. But 
you can distance yourself in a kind way. Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to MrProductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, MrProductivity.com. I want to get back to clarity. I mean, we kind of been talking about clarity since the beginning, but I, I think that's a big issue. People will say, for example, New Year's, everybody comes up with New Year's resolution. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to stop smoking. That's not clarity. What we're talking about clarity is really figuring out what you want to do. And I think before you can, because you mentioned the how earlier, before you can worry about the how, you have to get really clear on what you want to do. And I see so many people, they're not getting clear. They have some kind of vague idea what they want. Uh, I want to become this, that, the other thing. But until you are clear, you're never going to achieve it. And what I tell people is get away from your technology get a notebook, a bullet journal, a piece of paper and a pen and just brainstorm on the piece of paper. Too many people are trying to keep their dreams in their head or in their phones. I think it's more powerful. And I'd like to know your thoughts on this to actually write it down, go someplace quiet with yourself, get alone with your thoughts and really just talk to yourself and write your thoughts down on paper. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I you can't beat a physical journal, you know, writing things down. I am a great fan of uh, gel ink pens. I've loads of different colored ones. So I enjoy myself writing my journals. There's something about that connection, that physical connection of holding a pen and putting pen to paper because you're involved in it. I'm not a great fan of keeping notes in in my computer or on my phone. I do use the notes on my phone a lot. I mean, an awful lot, but I don't use it to do the work that I need to do internally, you know, kind of putting things down. I, um, you know, talking about getting clear on things, I love um, a quote by Jim Rohn who said, success is neither magical nor mysterious. Success is the natural consequence of consistently applying the basic fundamentals. Mm. But you can only apply those basic fundamentals when you know what they are. And if you're not operating in a place of um, integrity, in a place of certainty that your values are being met, then you're you're not going to, you're going to come up against so many obstacles. So I begin by getting clear with my clients on what their values are, because we all operate from a value-based system. You know, we, we judge people for being too much of this or too little of that, or, you know, having this political persuasion or another political persuasion or eating that type of food and this type of food and whether they exercise, whether they don't exercise and all of these things, we're always making judgments. But it's very important that you operate from a position of integrity and that you know what your values are. What are the things that are immovable for you? And that's a great place to start. If you're clear on who you are and what you stand for, what you want to put out into the world and what you will accept and won't accept, that is the beginning point. And then from there, you then have lots of decisions to make. Decisions even, you know, I mean, we have loads of decisions to make, don't we? So to get clear on where you're going allows you to make the right decisions. So 
I talk about decisions like, you know, the time you get up, the time you go to sleep, what you eat and drink, whether you exercise, what we wear, how we look, what do you do, what do you don't do, you know, what you say and don't say, and how you interpret what you see, feel and hear. Mm. All of those things are decisions that we make. But if you're clear on the type of person you are, the values you have and the direction that you're going, each one of those decisions should be easy to make. Because if I need to get up earlier in order to allow myself time to write in my journal and have some headspace and do some exercise before I start the day, then if I know where I'm going, then that makes sense to me. That decision is made. Get up earlier. Mm. Join the 5 a.m. club. <laughs> yeah, which is another great book. You know, it's yeah, I've read that book and I was a member of the 5 a.m. club until my wife started working the late shift. So I now get up at six o'clock because I can't go to bed until my wife's home. It's a it's a it's a protecting thing. But I want to yeah. I want to hone back on something that you said about basic fundamentals. I want to drive this home for the entrepreneur to our sports fans. Every time a new season starts, uh, football or soccer because um, you guys call football, you call soccer football over in England. We call soccer, soccer here and football <laughs> is the NFL or baseball or hockey. When they go to training camp, I don't care if you're the best player on the team. You go back to the basic fundamentals. Now the quarterbacks throw the ball, the runners run the ball, the blockers block. It doesn't matter what sport it is. So if these highly paid, highly successful optimum performance athletes go back to the basics every season and during the season after a game and they have the next practice, they go back to the basics because you can't worry about the advanced techniques. If your foundation, the basic fundamentals are not set in stone. So if these athletes are going back to the basics all the time, who are we to say, oh, basics, I don't need to go back to the basics, but we do. And I, I don't think you can be clear once. You have to keep revisiting your clarity. You have to keep going back and visiting your goals. You have to keep going back and thinking about your mindset. You can't just, it's not a one and done deal. It's a lifelong process. You should be looking at your goals at least four times a day. Mm. And I don't mean your your big goals, your vision. You should be, not only should you have your goals for the day, but your big goals, the ones that you're working towards, the ones that will make a difference in your life, um, those should be looked at more than four times a day. But that should be the first thing you look at in the morning and the last thing you look at at night should be your goals because then your mind gets to work while you're asleep on showing you the way. It forms those connections. Um Repetition is the mother of skill. You mean we're not we supposed to be on Instagram right before we go to bed? What? Are you no, kidding? you're not. No, Mark. You're not meant to be on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok for that matter. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. It will all be there in the yep. morning after you've got up and done your headspace stuff. You know, don't make your phone the first thing you look at. Um, when you wake up in the morning don't if your email is it's not going to go anywhere all of that will be there waiting and this is um it's such a it's a habit isn't it but it's a yep. bad one you know there are good habits and there are bad habits mm -hmm. and we just need to make sure that we have mostly you know good habits I, yep. I know that you don't have to live like a a monk you know and kind of be perfect all the time but you know you've got to You've got to try, haven't you? Yeah. Well, see, I'm kind of an outlier. Okay. So I'm not addicted to my phone. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I grab my phone, but I don't surf social media. 
what I do is I go to the Spotify app and I share my current episode of the podcast. I put it on Instagram stories, Facebook stories on my Facebook app. And I, that's all I do first thing in the morning, but I'm not scrolling through those apps. So I get my podcast out because I have a daily podcast out. I do that every morning and I check the weather, make sure I can get my morning running. Then I'm doing my Bible reading. I'm doing my bullet journaling. So that's not what most people are doing. To your point, most people are scrolling Instagram, their TikTok, their Facebook, their email. I'm not doing that. I'm doing it because it's actually my business. I want to push my podcast out on the social media platforms as soon as they wake up, but I'm not scrolling. And there's a big difference. If you pick up your phone first thing in the morning to check the weather, because you're a daily runner like you and I are, that's one thing. But then if you go over to Facebook and you start scrolling, that's not what we're doing. There's a big difference between the two. But if you don't have the discipline to just check the weather, then don't pick up the phone, stick your head out the window. Absolutely. I start every morning with gratitude. Yes. Um, the first thing I'm grateful for is that I woke up. Um, <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and then the second thing is that I've got, you know, a gorgeous you know comfy room to put my feet down on you know I'm grateful for you know just having a beautiful place to live and you know having my family around me always grateful for that gratitude is so amazing because I have a bullet journal that I do every morning and I always write down five things I'm grateful for and I do five things and I try to impress upon myself don't write the same things so some days I write I'm thankful for a good night's sleep. Some days I write, like today I wrote, we had a great mastermind yesterday. What I want people to do is not write the same thing you're grateful for all the time. Write, really get your brain to think about, because there's so much to be grateful for. We go to the yeah. easy things, like I woke up or I got a good family, but maybe, oh, that back pain is not, la- not there anymore. Or maybe I had money to buy groceries or I paid my mortgage on time. And I just want to encourage people, if you do a gratitude journal like, like uh, Ann and I do try to think about things that are like you're grateful for, but you don't take time to be grateful for it. You know what I'm saying? We always, most people thankful for are grateful for the same things. Just stretch your brain, reach into those things. Maybe you read a great book. Maybe you, your neighbor who doesn't really say a lot to you, said something to you or something. Be really thankful for so many things. Cause I think we are so blessed in our lives today. And I think we need to be, thankful for everything, not just the big things. Have you had enough or are you hungry for more? You can find more of Mr. Productivity on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All you have to do is go to those apps and search for Mr. Productivity. Two words, Mr. Productivity on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Absolutely. And I think sometimes when people are writing gratitude journals down, they write what they think somebody wants them to write down (laughs) rather than what they actually, it's almost like this, oh, I must look perfect. So I must write all the the gratitudes that make me look good. And that's not the point of it. You know, this is a very personal experience. and No one's going to see it. Yeah, exactly. It's not. And even if somebody does see it, the, the act of being grateful is that you're not looking outside of yourself. Um, you're not wondering what other people are thinking about you. It's a genuine gratefulness of everything that, you know, you're noticing in your life. We do have so many things to be grateful for. Um, and I, I, I just... Yeah, I love it. I mean, we do. I do it with my little boy as well. And if I see him dropping into a bad mood or a bit of a mumpy mood, I say to him, what's something you're grateful for? 
And he'll say, oh, well, yeah, and he quite likes it. He likes the fact that I switch the conversation. You know, I kind of click him out of that mindset. I think it's a great, it's a great tool as a, as a grown-up. You know, if you're in a, about to have an argument with somebody or about to feel really rubbish, if you can have a, a move or a click your fingers or whatever you do and think of something you're grateful for, it will really, it'll, it'll tone down your response to things. It will really help you. 100%. Um, yeah. So let's talk about running because I've run over 1,420 days in a row <laughs> and you decided in July, no, June, you started in June, June that you're going to run, uh, I think a hundred kilometers in June. And I said, Hey, why don't you become a daily runner? Now you and I are friends on Strava and you have yeah. run every day over 50 days. Uh, you get a ways to catch up to me. I'm coming up on four years, but. It's amazing oh. when you when you're running. I'm not saying it to rub it in. I am. Um, but, <laughs> I'm just wondering how I'm going to catch you up. <laughs> uh, I pray that he hurts himself. No, you wouldn't do that. But when you have someone, whether it's a runner or maybe you have someone who's writing with you, a blog or uh, go on uh, uh, social media, do live. When you're doing with someone, it really, you know, when you have those days, I don't feel like running. The weather's not perfect. You're like, well. I don't want a buddy down. So I'm a big fan of getting a buddy to do yeah. your journey with you. Yeah. Accountability, yes. an accountability partner or, a, or just somebody that will hold you accountable. Don't get a buddy who is as good as making excuses up as you are, you know, that's going to go, Oh yeah, well, yeah, you, I understand you couldn't do that because <laughs> you have got a lot on and it's your boy's birthday. And it is no, you know, it has to be a no excuses um, you know, kind of relationship. And I'm, I, I just, I love it, mate. I mean, I'm so grateful to you, Mark, for s sort of holding me accountable and saying, come on then, can you do a hundred kilometers in, in June? And I thought, well, oh, and do, do you remember my back went, I think it was May the 31st, I went for my very first run. And I, I've never had a bad back in my life. And it twanged and I thought, oh, no. But, you know, no excuses. Again, mind over matter. I thought I will be fine. I did lots of stretching. I ran like Phoebe off Friends. I don't know if you ever watched that episode where she runs and, and Rachel doesn't want to go with her. Literally, that was me running. And... um Anyway, I kept going and I ran through sort of four or five days of fairly bad back pain. And I'm not, uh, I mean, back pain's a terrible thing. I have a lot of sympathy for people with back pain. And obviously, if I had properly slipped a disc, I doubt I would have been able to run. So I'd done something and it had swollen up and it was horrible, but I did it. And then when I got to 100 kilometers in June, I thought, well, I've really enjoyed that. It was kind of quite quite frightening. You know, I got to day 15 and I thought, oh, wow, I'm really doing this now. I can't give up now. <laughs> um, and then I think I got to 131 at the end of June. And then July, I've already, I hit 100 about three days ago. So I'm, you know, stomping ahead. And what it's done for me, my I feel different. You know, it actually has changed the chemical balance because, obviously, as you know, exercise releases positive endorphins in the mm -hmm. body. So it naturally, you know, I think there's a book called Puma, not Prozac, and that was where a lot of people grabbing for the old antidepressants when what they need to do is get out there, get into nature, move their yes. body, get some exercise, 
And that Puma, not Prozac, is an approach that I've taken ever since I read that book. Um, I have always thought that if you are feeling down in the dumps, you need to do more physical exercise. Absolutely. And then the mental exercise along with that will be so much easier to do because the two go hand in hand. And, and the food you eat as well. I mean, obviously, I sound like a preacher, really. I don't mean to sound like a preacher, but it actually is all really common sense. You know, if you put goodness into your body, your body will look after you. Um, if you are running, you, you you know, you don't want to eat rubbish, do you really? You want to fuel your body. Well, but- I, I still eat rubbish from time to time. And see, I just said an English word. I said rubbish. I would have said poop emoji but i said rubbish because that's a, a nod of the hat to you to uh to say rubbish but i still eat some bad food but listen there's nobody perfect on this planet and yeah. you don't have to run you can take a walk you can take a bike ride you can go swimming Absolutely. you can do dancing just move we were not created to sit behind our computers all day i promise yeah. you that whether you believe in a god like i do or not he did not create us to sit behind our computers or be on our phones all the time. He created us so we can interact with people. Okay. And yeah. so I, I've gotten to the point now around seven o'clock at night, I shut my computer down because I am not a brain surgeon. I'm not yeah. the president of the United States. Anything that my clients need, it can wait till tomorrow. And I not had one problem. So we need to shut things down. There comes a time we need to shut your computer down, shut your phone down and just go read a book. Well, do you know what, Mark? Do you know when when my back went, and bear in mind, I've never had back problems before, I realized it was I'd been sitting at my computer too much. Ah. And this position of sitting, if you can imagine, I know it's a podcast, but if you imagine a sitting position, you're in a right angle, aren't you, really, Mm -hmm. with your your bottom on the seat and then your legs um, out at a right angle. And that shortens one of the muscles that comes from your hip flexor down into your legs. So it shortens that. So that is what had happened, which then weakens, you know, your the muscles in your back, and that's why your back went. So I was then doing all these stretches and kind of, and but the running actually stretched out that muscle yep. at the front in the front of me. So I'm hoping that I won't have any more back problems since. There's always there is always um, a way to cure things you know we we don't breathing as well that's another thing mm-hmm. I mean you know I've talked about Wim Hof the Wim Hof yes. method oh my goodness the Iceman well I know so he has this thing where you get get up and you breathe you do like 40 breaths so like but with no break so you don't like hold it you go yep That'll sound good on a podcast, won't it? Like really <laughs> breathing in deeply and out I was breathing through my nose then um and but since having done Wim Hof, which is amazing because you flood your body with oxygen, um, I've been listening to another book and I will have to, I can't remember what it's called at the moment, but he talks about the fact that we were born as animals to breathe through our noses. Oh, and breathe. Out through our noses. Is it the book Breathe? It might breath, be. And breath. you kind of, so if you want to go for the most amazing run, you breathe through your right nostril like really deeply and make sure you exhale all the carbon dioxide fully. The exhale is really important. And then at night when you want to slow down, you breathe through your left nostril and you can actually put your fingers on your cheek and open your, you know, open. So it's fully up. I'm doing it now and I know nobody can see me, can they? But it's kind of the 
the the organisms and the skin inside the nose is amazing you know it's so it's there to filter out viruses and yep. bad things and you know our own natural immune systems are incredible things and we have to stop reaching for pills and potions to make us better we need to get back to understanding that we have this incredible system called the body and um, that includes the mind bringing it back to mindset but that includes the mind which is again you're operating your mind it shouldn't be operating you Yes. So, I will tell you this much. I I don't know if the same book I read, a, I listened to a book called breath and it's all about breathing. And I was able to breathe through my nose and exhale through my mouth until humidity hit Houston. It is yeah. so tough to run. I run at six 30 in the morning. It's 75 degrees, but the, the humidity is like a billion percent. It is so hard. And I, I can't breathe through my nose during the, now in the September when it cools down in terms of humidity, I will be able to go into it. But I can tell you when you run breathing through your nose, a totally different experience. Well, we'll I talk- tried my, I nearly fainted. I mean, I nearly fainted because you don't really, I was running like a, like a, I don't know, like a spaniel, <laughs> I <was> like, a, <laughs> like a dog because and you don't realize it so, because how many times do you be mindful of how you're breathing? We don't. That's the problem. So I encourage everyone to get James Nestor's book, Breathe or Breath. I forget what it's called. It, it'll suddenly yeah. change your name. But the last thing I got to ask you about is yeah. you have by far in my entire life, the noisiest, loudest cat I've ever seen. When we do our mastermind calls, <laughs> this cat, it wants you to know it's around. St- st- stampy yeah. or Stumpy? Stampy? Stampy. Stampy. He is stumpy so... because he stamps up the <laughs> this cat he stamps up the stairs, Mark. It's so loud. I don't know what you did to him for this podcast, but when we're on our mastermind calls, he's letting you know, here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got the mindset of a king, you see. He has nothing holding him back. He doesn't care what you think about him. He has no worries about tomorrow or yesterday. He lives in the moment. You know, he is he is the god. He's a Siamese cat and they're known for being very, very vocal. My last Siamese cat, um, Smedley. Uh, died at the grand age of 21 wow. and he was the same yeah he he was he, he was human anybody that has worked with me on zooms or over you know over social media they all knew smedley because he would come in and and jump on my knee and talk you know <laughs> so they they're known for talking they are characters but i love the fact that that he just is there you know and he He'll get what he wants. You know, he's very focused. He's got a goal in mind. <laughs> it's usually chicken, but, you know, he's, he doesn't mind. <laughs> wow. Chicken or strokes. Nice. Well, listen, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Where can people go and find out more about you? Because obviously, if they listen to the show and they listen all the way through, all the way to Stumpy Cat, they know you have a lot to offer. So where can we go to find out more about you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just setting up a new system, Mark. So the best way to get in contact with me at the moment is on Facebook. Um, And uh, obviously, my name is Anne Richardson, but I have a free group, um, a free mindset and success group called the Female Success Community. 
And in there, you get links to everything. That's probably the best way to find me. And uh, there will be a website coming soon. uh, She does know her stuff. I could tell you, we've mastermind friends for three or four months now. We've become really good friends uh, as a result. She knows her stuff. So if you're having trouble with clarity, you're trouble finding out what you're supposed to do in life, go find Ann Richardson on Facebook, reach out to her. She'd have uh, a bit delightful to talk to you. I know she would. So, Anne, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank it's you. great having you here. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up absolutely free, just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.